Hey there, and welcome back to On Your Terms. I'm your host, Sam Vanderbilen, attorney turned entrepreneur who helps you legally protect your online business. And in doing so, I have seen a lot of nonsense, <laughs> a lot of a lot of turkeys out there, as my grandfather would say. I have seen so much stuff in the online business industry in the six years I've been involved, and you know, goodness knows this was happening way before I got into this industry. But really, today, this episode, I sat down and chatted with you about some of the things that I just want to kind of pull pull the film back on in the online business industry, whether it's, you know, some of the marketing tactics that are being used to get you to join people's programs, um, of the fear that I have that we're creating a little bit of a micro economy, like you're only being encouraged to make money so you can spend more of that money on the coaching economy and not on actually improving your life on, you know, my thoughts and views on looking outside of your own industry. I talk a lot today about like getting outside of this online coaching bubble and how that's actually where I've had the biggest business and marketing and like mindset growth is is stepping a little bit outside of this industry and and not limiting myself by what people in this industry are doing already. And that's really what I'm here to encourage you to do today. This has nothing to do with like talking smack or calling anybody out or saying that all coaches are bad. I love coaches. I hire coaches. I have tons of amazing coaches as clients. Um, My friends are incredible coaches. This has nothing to do with that, right? This has to do with a very small subset of this population that is using some weird stuff. You know it. I know it. You've seen it. We've all seen it. So I feel like today I just kind of like sat down and had the conversation with you that I've honestly and genuinely wanted to have. And I feel like it's the one that when I share it with friends, they're like, yeah, why doesn't anybody ever talk about that? I thought that too, right? So I'm hoping that you have some of those moments today too. Hopefully you'll listen to this episode. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Sam Vanderwielen and let me know what you thought. I can't wait to hear how this episode was for you. Enjoy. Talk to you soon. So I'm going to give you the same disclaimer that I gave you back on episode 48 of the podcast, where I shared with you about, do you really need a business coach? Not because business coaches aren't valuable, but because, you know, are you really clear on like why you need somebody, who you really need, what you really want out of it, what your goals are, right? Not just falling into these traps of aspirational marketing And I said the same thing then that I'm going to tell you now. There are loads and loads of good business coaches out there. I know them. I've worked with them. I'm friends with them. I've hired them. I've had them in my programs. There are tons and tons of good ones. And if you're one of them, keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being one of the good ones, right? And use this information that I'm about to talk about in this episode to differentiate yourself from the quote unquote, bad ones, or some of the ones who might be falling into a couple of the traps themselves that we're going to talk about today. This is by no means like a generalization. This is just one part of one part of the industry um, or one subset, I should say, of the part of the industry that I see that I want to help you navigate in a little bit of a different way, because I wish that I had somebody who helped like just cut to the chase and give me like, hey, here's what's actually going on. Here's what you're seeing. Because what's weird about our industry is that business coaches are selling to other coaches in our industry and they're trying to get them to buy their programs and join their thing and whatever. And when you're a newer entrepreneur, you don't you're not familiar yet with like all of the marketing 
tactics and the copy and the funnels and all the stuff that they're putting you through. And so you think it's all just like normal and kind of happening. And then as you go on and you, you grow and start your business, you start saying, oh, okay, I understand. Like, this is what they're actually doing, or this is the way they actually are running their business. But you just don't know in the beginning, right? This is all a part of like, I think a, a theme that me and the team kind of decided to focus on this year was just part of helping you become a better consumer and encouraging people in our space to become a better consumer because there are always going to be these kinds of coaches or whether it's in the online business industry or you know scammy like people you see on TV any anywhere you go right and so we want to encourage people to become a better consumer where we're trying to help avoid some of the most common earlier stage entrepreneur mistakes, right? A lot of people contact me and they say that they've like run out of money because they spent it all on coaches and now they can't get started in their business. I've heard from people who don't have money left in their business to spend it on expenses or actual investments like, you know, to be honest, legal and like financial help, like getting an accountant and getting some of these foundational contract pieces or or forming your business or something that is a foundational oblig like um necessary expense that you need to have when starting a business and the fact that people like just will say to me oh i can't do any of that because i spent it all on this coach who was like promising me the moon and the stars that's why i'm having this conversation with you today right so I'm also just trying to have this conversation or encourage this conversation around some topics in the online business industry that just seem to be like accepted, like almost like everyone, you know, when I'll bring things up to friends or colleagues, they'll be like, oh yeah, I've always thought that too, but nobody really says anything, right? I don't, I feel like it's almost like nobody wants to, no one wants to poke the bear. Conversations are being held privately, but not out loud, right? And I'm trying to have more of these conversations out loud to just be like, I've just always been this person in my life who's just been like, uh, does anybody else notice what I'm what I'm noticing, right? Um, and oftentimes when I've brought it up, people will be like, yeah, I actually have wondered about that. I don't ever hear anybody talk about that. So today we are. So what are some of these things that are what I would consider to be the biggest online coaching secrets, the things that no one tells you about online coaching. It's really like what's actually happening behind the scenes. Well, I would say that the first thing that you need to know is that so much of what you see online in the in, in the business space is being rinsed and repeated. And this actually goes well beyond the business coaching space and into all kinds of coaching stuff, right? And you hear me talk about this a lot of this concept of like, don't just follow other people's way of doing things. Don't don't um, repeat other people's playbooks, um, doing your own thing, being on your own terms, following your own path, right? But so much of what you see is just a version of like rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. It's like a bad rumor that just keeps getting spread. And it's not, it's it's like the way that people are doing things in their businesses, offering services and, and products in one way, and then everybody just like carbon copies that. That's not the only way to do things. It's just what you're seeing. So like you might think like, well, this is how everyone does it. This is how every coach does it, right? I see all the coaches are doing that. Therefore, that's the way to do it. It's not that. You're just seeing rinse and repeat. That's what you're seeing. Somebody wants to be a coach, so they sign up for a mastermind with a successful coach who, you know, says she does this and that and the other thing. 
maybe she inflates numbers or she she tells you, sorry, to inflate numbers, you know, like, oh, you can you can like stretch the truth a little bit, right? I've straight up been in masterminds and stuff where people were like, ah, oh, they don't need to know that. You can just like say, you know, 100,000 customers or something, something crazy, right? You'll, they'll tell you that you don't need legal. I mean, I've like been in programs before where people are like, you don't need legal stuff till later. Like just by my course, right? Just by my course, you can like learn how to be a coach, but then like later get legal stuff. It's like, how are they going to be a coach if they don't have any contract? Uh, you're telling me to attract all these clients. What am I doing with the clients if I don't have a contract? So, you know, they'll tell you that. They'll tell you to stretch the truth about clients, like all this kind of thing. And then I feel like then people start to be like, oh, that's just how things are done in this industry, right? Like, it's okay. It's normal. Like, everyone's doing it. It's like the everyone's doing it effect. It's like middle school sometimes out here. I swear. It just feels that way. And just like I was saying at the beginning of, I sometimes feel like we're not having this conversation, even though everyone's thinking it or people are having them privately. I also feel like, people know that some of the stretching and mistruth stuff is going on, but nobody says anything because they're just like, oh, that's just like how things are done around here. You know, it's very strange. And I feel like it's so um, unique to our industry. You know, I just don't see this in a lot of other industries. So I, I've never seen it in any other industry, actually. The second thing is that, you know, that I feel like is a kind of a, a little secret of the online coaching industry that no one's talking about is that we're kind of creating this strange insular micro economy of coaching. It's like you're encouraged to become a coach so that you can make money so you can hire a more expensive business coach who then is just turning around and hiring their own expensive business coach or consultant. And they're hiring coaches for mindset, who's then hiring someone for business coaching. You know, the mindset coach is hiring a business coach who is hiring a branding coach who's hiring a speaking coach. And it's just a very insular thing. Like it just sometimes feels like there's pressure on you to build a business just so that you can like further support this little micro economy. And I, this has nothing to do with, with like, the importance of hiring um, coaches in your space or getting support and all that, it is super important. And just like I talked about in episode 48, where I talk about hiring a business coach, it is important. It can be so helpful. And there's so much that you can get out of it. My concern, though, is that sometimes it just feels like this very cyclical, like coaches will literally just I don't know. I've, I've talked to friends about this. It was saying, yeah, I made more money working with that coach, but then I was paying that coach so much that it my bottom line didn't actually grow because my money was just going to pay for this coach, right? Um, so I went from being like in the red to the black, but I was just like even because I was just trying to keep up with paying. And then, you know, every time you go to hire a new coach, it's more expensive and more expensive. So it's just something to be aware of. It's why in episode 48, spoiler alert, I talked about a lot about this idea of like hiring for a clear purpose, you know, having some intention behind it, knowing kind of what you generally would like to get out of it, but, you know, staying open to like, there's probably stuff you, you'll you learn that you don't even know about, that kind of stuff, but not hiring because you just think like, oh, I'm going to hire this business coach because they're going to solve all my problems and they're going to create some shortcut for me that I can't figure out myself, which probably is just not true for you. And, you know, you, you do that. And then it's like, you don't 
ever implement. You don't ever take that time to just say, okay, now let me actually take that advice and like digest it and not just take it and actually implement word for word. If, if it turns out that what they say is the most helpful and best for you and it feels good to you, go for it. But just know too that like when you get advice from coaches, it doesn't mean it's not gospel. You don't, it doesn't have to be so black and white. So you can take something that they say and fit it, mold it to be what works for you, right? But because we don't take that time to implement, we're always kind of jumping to the next thing. I do get concerned about this very cyclical micro economy that we have created amongst each other sometimes. The third thing I think is like a little (laughs) secret that they keep is that it's actually like the best advice that uh, I feel like a business coach could give you is to look outside of our own industry. Like the coaching industry is not the like the ultimate industry. Like we don't have it all figured out. It's a relatively new industry, actually. Marketing has been around for <laughs> a million years, however many years, I don't know, but a lot longer than the coaching industry has been around. Copywriting, it's been around like advertisements, um, people who study advertising, people who study sales psychology. This stuff has been around and talked about and digested a million different ways to Sunday for a long time before the coaching industry came around. Now, the cool thing about the coaching industry is that then you can take that advice that like these, these like solid foundational core topics on like sales and copywriting and like that kind of stuff, right? Like persuasion you can take that and then coaches can tell you how that applies to our industry. And that's what's so helpful. But the problem is, is that going back to like number one, is that so much of what you're seeing is being rinsed and repeated that people aren't truly experts. They're not uh, uh, crafting their own methodology. They're not reading this like foundational stuff and then applying it to what you do. They're not putting it into practice themselves. They're just, you know, for the most part, are starting a business and and then like it goes well for them and then they just jump into teaching other people how to start a business. They don't actually know. This is what I harped on in episode 48 is like they don't actually know anything about business. I have gotten the greatest like inspiration, ideas, um, growth out of looking outside of the online coaching industry. So I stopped looking to people in my industry or even in the online coaching space for a lot of business advice, right? I want to go bigger and deeper outside of our industry. And then I kind of think when I read something, I'll be like, hmm, how does this apply to us? Like, how does this apply to what we do? I'll I'll link to it below, but I just sent uh, the Ultimate Bundle members the other day this link to an article that was about marketing. And it was this really interesting uh, article that like followed uh, it basically like gave the story of a fake diner. It's, it created a fictional diner, and this diner was like really popular. It had a menu that was like you know the football field length diner menu, classic. Um, and they started losing customers when you know Sweet Green o- opened across the street, and then like a Blaze Pizza um, opened across the street. And it, it's just this very interesting article that talks about not like not only focusing on your current customers and also figuring out why haven't the customers who are on the peripheral, like the people who are a little like interested, but doubtful, um, like would come to your diner, but haven't yet kind of thing. So not people who hate diners, but like people who would come to diners, but just haven't. Why are they not coming to the diner instead of just figuring out like, why did these people leave or why, what do I need to keep doing to serve the, the people who are still coming to my diner? 
the point is this was just a marketing article that was like a big picture marketing thing. It had nothing to do with the coaching space. It was so fascinating to me and like mind blowing. When you read this article, I hope you will, you'll walk away from something with it too. But I, I was just thinking like, yeah, this is kind of what I mean. Like we need to get out of this little bubble. This bubble is so limiting in a way. Um, and I think because there are, there are so many people throwing business advice your way. And, and I would say, a, you know, relatively small percentage, given the number of people who are talking to you about this, actually know something about business, actually have professional experience. Um, you know, it's really hard for you because you're getting hit with like just constant rinse and repeated small ball information like and and the information that you get hit with about your business is often so tailored to just like a platform it's like platform specific it's not like a marketing principle or business principle and so you're just constantly like running around trying to it's like whack-a-mole just trying to like do this next trend or do this next tip or this next hack or this next algorithm breaking thing it keeps you very in in this industry. Do you know what I mean? Maybe this, hopefully this makes sense. I, I I hope this is like making you think of like, where else can you look outside of your industry? I like to lean like on marketing stuff from those doing it on a more national or global scale, right? Like a lot of times I will watch commercials when I'm watching TV and I'll be like, oh, that's so interesting. Like you, you want to see it from both the positive and the negative. Like I'll see commercials sometimes and I'll be like, oh, that's so interesting. They like went straight into like addressing what the problem, what the pain point was from the customer. And I see how they like overcame it and they showed why their product was the right fit to to resolve that for them. And I kind of start to make the connection between like, how can I do that for my people? Right. Other times I see commercials and I'm like, that was such a bad commercial. Like they didn't even tell me who they were or like what they do. I don't even understand who it's for. Why do I need this thing? Can I just use this and that then helps me to be like, mm, where am I doing that in my marketing, right? So just thinking outside of the box, looking elsewhere for some of this inspiration. It's also why I like going to conferences and things like that. Um, I just had the episode last week about my recap from going to Convert Kits Craft and Commerce Conference. And I talked about how there were people who spoke at that conference who were artists, cinematographers, um, all kinds of coaches, public speaking experts, psychologists, um, bloggers, people who've just sold businesses for hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, I'm not sure what they're doing now. All kinds of things, right? And it's like, you have to get, I think, good as an entrepreneur at hearing all kinds of things from all over the spectrum and like putting it through your filter and your lens and knowing what that means for you, how it translates to your business, to your marketing, your messaging. I think that's when you get start getting really good and also really unique because otherwise, if you're just staying in this like online coaching space only filter bubble where you're only hearing it from them, it's all being rinsed and repeated. None of it's novel. None of it's very innovative. Um, and frankly, a lot of them just don't really have a lot of ex- business experience. Um, it's, I feel like, very limiting for you. So I want to encourage you to look elsewhere. The fourth thing is then, this is an example of this like rinse and repeat. I feel like this is an example of like the rinse and repeat thing in um, in real life and practice is that the niche exercise that they're all telling you, a lot of people are telling you to do is not only not helpful, but it's limiting your business and your business's growth. 
So the niche exercise I'm, t- I'm talking about is the one where people will tell you, you know, figure out where your ideal client shops and it, are they a, a peanut butter and or jelly person? Are they chocolate or caramel? Are they this or that? Like, are they religious, not religious, cat or dog person? That is demographic info, right? And it's super helpful to get demographic info. Like we and all kinds of businesses use demographic information. You know, I often look at the behind behind the data on the website and on Instagram, like, okay, what's the breakdown of like who's watching my content? About what age group, like what kind of demographic, you know, categories do they fall under? It's helpful for me to understand, but I also don't want that to limit me in a way. I think it gets people to focus on trying to like, I don't know, maybe this is because people, people in the marketing space sometimes who only focus on aspirational marketing as their primary vehicle for like getting you to buy stuff from them. So like they show you what kinds of clothes they buy and handbags and where they go on vacation and like what kind of life they live. And so when they do that, I guess they would need to know that like you also like handbags and you also like vacation and you also want this or that. Right. But if you're trying to market your business to consumers and not other business owners, right. If you're a health coach, you're a career coach, a love life coach, you're trying to get people to hire you who are not perhaps in the online coaching space. You can't just market to their demographics, right? It's very limiting. And it's keeping you also in only attracting that audience when you could attract other people and build a wider audience. So I don't think that, you know, it's necessarily these like individual demographics that, you know, someone sees you love fancy handbags, therefore they love you kind of thing. I think what people are actually attracted to is when they see you living authentically. And I know that 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 phrase is like way overused and it's kind of generic at this point. Um, But what I mean by that is that you are comfortable being you and like showing all parts of you or those parts of you that you're comfortable showing online. And that you speak from a place of authority. You know what you're talking about. You're passionate about what you're talking about. I mean, I think in general, people want to be around um, other people who have traits that they wish they had a little more of, right? So if like you're a little confident or you're a little further along in your journey with health or money or business or whatever, I think people want to be around that. And it's those qualities. It's by you expressing those qualities, those parts of yourself that people are like, oh, I want to be like in that person's circle, right? I want to be in their energy. I don't care if you drive the same car as me, if you vote the same way as me, um, you know, if you go on vacation to the same place as me. But if you are exuding a lot of the qualities and values that I really, um, you know, respect and admire, which now that I say it would probably a lot of those probably would have to do with with voting or some basic, you know, <laughs> basic principles. But but in general, like if you're if you're exuding those values and that means that you have to share them, then I want to be around that. That's what attracts me to. I don't need you to be exactly like me. You know, we don't need to shop at the same place. Um, but, you know, maybe you and I share the common thread of like wanting to protect the environment a little more and buy a little less. But when we do buy, we buy from different stores. So I don't really care where you shop. I just want to know that like, maybe you're like me and you care about where you buy it from, right? Something like that. I don't know. So I want you to think about the the niche thing, like uh, just a little bit broader. 
instead of focusing so much on where this person shops and if, if they're a cat person, I want you to focus on their pain point. I think that's the thing that just gets lost sometimes. And there are so many good coaches who do talk really, really well about this. Um, but you want to focus on what their pain point really is. And what that means is not just like, what are they struggling with? So you can like agitate it even more, even though that's like a kind of a core copywriting principle, but it's, it's really like getting very clear on understanding what they're going through, where they're at, what they're struggling with, what they don't understand, what they wish was different. Because I think like, just like if you were talking to a good friend, like, you know, the difference between talking to somebody who you're like, they just get it, you know, like they get it. When I talk to them, they get it. And that makes you want to talk to that person more. I kind of think that's how it is here. Right. So I, for example, don't share the same pain points that you do in when it comes to legally protecting your business. Right. I was a lawyer at 23. I had the benefit and the privilege of always being a lawyer anytime I started a business, right? So I've never had that. However, I am extremely clear on what you are struggling with, like which parts of it you don't get, what feels overwhelming, why it feels overwhelming, the fact that it feels intimidating and too expensive, and you're not even sure if you need it, and you know, all of these things, right? But at the same time, you want to make sure that your stuff's protected because you want to sleep at night and like you're afraid you're going to build like a really good business and someone's going to pull it out from under you, right? So I'm really clear on that, even though I never went through it. That's why I don't like the niche thing of like, oh, it should be someone just like you. Well, that's not like me, but I can still be really, really, really clear on what you're going through and what you wish was a little different, what you want instead. And why, like for in my example, like why my legal templates or why the ultimate bundle is the exact solution that you need to get you over the hump, right? And I can talk to you about that till the cows come home. And you and I can share all kinds of, um, I think, like mutual values and, and we can respect one another because I tried to show up honestly and authentically just because I don't know how else to show up, frankly. Um, and so I'm just myself, like vulnerable and sensitive and dorky sometimes and all that kind of stuff. So I personally think that that's much stronger than any um, any niche exercise they could do. So show up authentically so that they, quote unquote, like you, right? That's not you trying to mold yourself to be something. It's that because you're authentic, people like that you're just being you because it makes them feel like they can be them. And that's really all that people want at the end of the day. You also show up consistently and, um, you know, it, through content that lives like evergreen content, like I'm always encouraging you to create so that they, quote unquote, know you, right? They become familiar with you. And you position yourself as an authority or an expert on this topic so that they trust you, right? So you have to talk about what you do. You have to teach. You have to be um, in a position of authority in that sense of showing somebody, hey, I know what I'm talking about. And I'm comfortable, not only comfortable talking about this, but like I love talking about it. That I feel like is a, a hidden secret of the online coaching industry is that people don't share, sometimes they don't share honest statistics, like sometimes the stats or the money figures or whatever are just like flat out made up. I'm sorry, but like somebody has to say it. Sometimes they're just not true. Sometimes they're just inflated. And more times they just don't offer very much context. Like you don't know where that money came from or how much of it was profit, how much their expenses were related, you know, all that kind of stuff. You don't know what they had to do to, to get that, how long it's been taking them, who they have on their team, yada, yada. I also think 
that there's dishonesty in the industry of people making too rosy of promises of like how everyone or anyone can do it. Like if I can do it, you can do it. Everyone can be successful. Everyone can build a seven-figure business. And I, I hate to say this, but I don't know that that is always true, right? Not because people aren't capable. It has nothing to do with that. People are capable. But first of all, it's ignoring the fact that they're, that not everyone has the same uh, access to resources, privilege, like all kinds of things. So there's that piece of it, which is huge for me. And I, it just always feels a little like, mm, maybe because you could do it, like maybe you had a different situation and not everybody has access to that or not everyone's starting at the same point and has access to the same context or resources or whatever privilege. So that's like one thing. But they're also like, and again, this is nothing to do with your capability. You are more than capable of doing whatever the heck you want, but maybe not in the way that they're describing, right? Because they're not teaching sometimes basic. The fifth thing is like supply and demand, for example. Like, is there demand for what you, you're offering? So like when they say like, you can create a course on any topic and it can be, you can be seven figures too. Is that true? I don't know. Because I don't know, I, I guess what I mean is like, it's not that you can't create a course and build to seven figures. You can, you're capable. The thing is that they're, because they're not teaching you these like foundational business principles, they're not teaching you how you have to design a course in a way and then market it so that it actually has enough demand for it and is desirable enough to make that, right? But a lot of times people enter into these programs thinking, oh, I have this idea for this or that. And like she's saying anyone with any course idea can, like people are just making seven figures left and right. I can't tell you how many people enter into the online space thinking that, right? So they're not teaching you that. They're not teaching you um, to be in touch, like they're because they're not in touch with your market or your ideal client. Like a business coach, it just cannot possibly have their finger on the pulse of every single, like, you know, the beauty market and the health and fitness and like love life and coaching, um, life coaching and business coaching, career coaching, all kinds of things, right? They don't know what's going on in those industries. They're, it's like, <laughs> they don't know who the competition is. They don't know what's, what's being offered already to say, like, how are we positioning this? How is this uniquely different? How are we differentiating this from what's being offered already? What's innovative about this, right? And I think the last piece of this for me is that when people make big, broad promises like this, they don't know if you're really helping people or if your offer or product really works. So they can't really give you that promise up front, right? One of the biggest things that I've learned in building a business that you know has eventually become a multi seven figure business in this I've built this product that's made millions and millions of dollars in in revenue is that the product itself has to be really really good. I don't know like I can't give you an exact figure on you know when my business probably would have stopped or hit a hit a roadblock if like the ultimate bundle sucked for example if the bundle sucked and it wasn't helping people people didn't like it i don't know i would have sold however many of it and then it probably just would have stopped or it would have just like like i don't know dripped in right but instead it was like drip 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 flow 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 water gush right and so it was over time as people got in the ultimate bundle, started using it, really liked it, then started talking about it, started telling other people about it, started sharing about it. That's when something started to grow, but that's because the product is really, really good, right? And so 
it's I sometimes I like cringe a little when people will say this where I'm like, wait, we don't even know. Like, is this product even good? Do, are people going to like it? Are you teaching them even to create a good product that actually helps people that people like that's like delivered in a way that people like? How can they tell you up front that anyone can make seven figures on an online course or whatever other product doesn't not trying to pick on courses? Um but how can they tell you this without knowing these things, right? Without knowing what the demand really is, without knowing what your market really looks like, without knowing if what you're thinking of designing is desired by other people, not just wanting, not just like you wanting to put it out there, but it's design, it's desired by other people and that it's actually good and going to offer a transformational experience or benefit or takeaway or whatever that then they're going to want to share with other people. So that's that's just my, kind of my issue with some of the like what I would consider to be less than contextual, honest n- promises that are made to you, you know, in the marketing engine that is online coaching. The sixth thing is that this is something I've just recently started thinking about is that a lot of times we will see people in marketing use manipulating tactics, mindset tactics to guilt you into purchasing from them or buying their thing. I'm actually going to talk with Jen Diaz about this um, next week on the podcast. So you can look forward to episode 56 of On Your Terms. But, you know, Jen is a mindset expert and I've heard her talk about this, about how sometimes people and I want to let her speak for it because she is she is the expert on this and and I don't want to like misquote but there are just people who will sometimes use things to be like, oh, you have a bad mindset around that. <laughs> like, you have a mindset block. You have this issue. Like, you're, there's something wrong with you. It's a lot of the, like, there's something wrong with you language um, because you won't buy this thing, right? And I hear this, I, I think about this a lot when I hear money advice. Like, if you don't buy my program, it's because you have, like, a money mindset block. You won't invest in yourself. That's the one I like. So, yeah, it's it's really, that's very interesting to me and just a little too, like, simplistic. Maybe you're not investing in yourself. Maybe also you don't see the value in the program. Maybe the program's not the right fit for you. That could be the other thing. In, in my case, I always think of this um, one experience, bad experience that I had with like a really popular webinar, like funnel builder person. And I had this call with her team because she offered this program about like building webinar funnels, I think. And you she has one of these businesses where you like meet with the sales person and, you know, all that. And I really couldn't, I, I couldn't figure out from like looking at her stuff on social media and her website. I'm like, what exactly do, like, what does this include? Right. That was like the main thing to me that I wasn't, I wasn't getting a really good feeling for. And I also didn't know how much it cost. And it, this must've been two, three years ago. So the business wasn't nearly making nearly as much. And so you know, I was very conscientious about how I was spending and investing and all of that. And so I had this call with them and on the call, I didn't feel any better. I had no clarity around like what this program included. <laughs> it, it really felt to me like I was paying to just like be part of a group. And it was like this Facebook group where I could ask questions and I could watch a bunch of videos. But it was like, for me, what I was really looking for at that time was some more diagnosis of a current funnel. Like I wanted somebody who was going to help me build this out. Like, so maybe this program wasn't the good fit for me, right? I was just looking for something that was different than what they offered. And so when they explained to me what was included, that didn't sound valuable to me. And maybe to you, if you would have been on this call at that point in your business, you would have been like, that is exactly what I need. That is so worth it. It was like 
several thousands of dollars a month. I think it was like $15,000 for like, I don't know, maybe six months or I, I'm not even sure if it was a year. It, it I remember it felt like an, a, an insane amount of money to me at the time. And it still is a ton of money, right? So this was something that to me, I just didn't see the value in it. And that doesn't make the program wrong. It just was wrong for me at that time. It just didn't work for me. Well, that's not where it ended because I basically you know, got to the end of the call. There was a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure to buy, which also just didn't feel like it fit. Cause I was like, if this is part of your funnel, that's not what I'm trying to do to my people. So like, this just doesn't feel right. And the woman proceeded to tell me on the, on the call that I was not investing in myself. I had a, a money, a bad money attitude. I had a money mindset block that was preventing me from investing in myself. And when people don't invest in themselves, they never make money in their businesses. That I'll always be capped by this. And I was like, no, I don't have a, I mean, let's back up. I have money. Of course I have money mindset. Like I don't even call them issues, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that I have like this great, perfect mindset around it. I just felt very clear in this moment that I was like, no, I just don't see the value in this program. I don't understand why I would pay thousands of dollars a month to like be posting questions in a Facebook group. It just doesn't seem that's just for me right now for what I'm looking for help with. It's just not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for support in a different way. And I wanted some more one-to-one stuff. She just kept going back and back and back to this about how this was like how they see this time and time again. People won't invest in themselves and they never become anything. It was awful. It's like this bad fear tactic. And part of their shtick too is that they they take your phone number like when you fill out the form. And so then she started calling me afterwards and was like, I'm just like, I want to see if you changed your mind, if you're ready to invest in yourself. Like even that was like pitching it as if like, this is my fault that I don't see this, you know, and that there was something wrong with me. There was nothing wrong with me. I just didn't think it was a good program. And guess what? I didn't, I did not join it. I didn't join any other program. Um, and I ended up blowing up my funnel on my own, right? And and with with team support, right? Hired great team members, a marketing expert, Margot, who was like so good with with helping with funnel stuff. And so we blew this up, right? But and and sure, there's probably a program out there that could help me. I just hadn't heard of it at the time. But that was my situation. And it was just like at that time that I realized how much of this is being used to make you feel like there's something wrong with you, like you're doing something wrong, like you're bad, right? And that goes to my last point here is that you don't always need a program, a course, a coach, right? I like to get coached, get feedback, take a take a course, do, like watch a webinar, do whatever. But then I implement it and I adjust and I see how it's going. And you have to implement things for a certain period of time in order to be able to gather enough data to then see what's working, what's not working. And I wish that more people too would go back and listen to episode 48 and just get really clear on like, what exactly are you actually struggling with? Because if you're looking at data and not feelings, you can be like, what what's actually not working and what is working so we can do more of that? Then you could hire somebody or buy something or join a group or whatever that truly is supportive and nurturing not based on promises and hopeful outcomes, but based on data and like purpose, right? So that's really what I I hope and want for you. I hope that this episode was helpful. 
If you think that a friend of yours would like to listen to this, um, I would love for you to go ahead and text them a link to listen to this episode. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave a review of the show so you can enter to win a $20 Starbucks gift card. Um, Or if you listen on Spotify, just go ahead and hit the rating button. It would mean so much to me in keeping this podcast um, accessible and in the pockets and ears of entrepreneurs trying to build and legally protect their online businesses. With that, I can't wait to chat with you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the On Your Terms podcast. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can also check out all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, and more at samvanderreelen.com slash podcast. You can learn more about legally protecting your business and take my free legal workshop, Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business at samvanderreelen.com. And to stay connected and follow along, follow me on Instagram at samvanderreelen and send me a DM to say hi. Hi.